Well, the new government has unveiled what policy it wants to push through in the first three months in office, including moving into urgency to debate five bills before Christmas. Prime Minister Christopher Luxon said yesterday the 100-day plan was, quote, hugely ambitious, but the coalition government agreed uh, addressing the 49 actions in the plan was needed if it was to quickly rebuild the economy uh, ease the cost of living and deliver better public services. Well, we're joined now by, well, the person in charge of ushering it through the House, really, the leader of the House, Chris Bishop. Good morning to you. Good morning, Corin. When will we, the first day of actual debates, when will you get some legislation on the floor? Uh, it'll start on Tuesday the 12th of December. So next week's the sort of ceremonial stuff at Parliament, the state opening, the commission opening, the judges come in, we have the speech from the throne with the Governor-General and then the first question time and maiden statements and all that stuff and then um, we'll start legislating the next week after that, mm. so the 12th of December. Okay, then you're into it. Alright, 49 proposals, from what I can see at least 20 of them, possibly more, are about repealing things that the last government did. What What is in this 49 proposal plan for your 100 days that will help in the short term address the a cost of living crisis that is affecting many New Zealanders. Well, if you're buying a ute, for example, the repeal of the ute tax will mean it'll be cheaper to buy a ute um, after the 31st of December this year because we're getting rid of that and repeating the clean car discount scheme as well, which meant that people who bought Teslas got um, free money and um, people who paid... Well, people buying utes probably aren't doing it that tough, are they? Oh, well, you know, for your farmers and tradies out there, you might not necessarily agree with that, but... Um, I mean, that's one thing. I mean, the first bill we're going to put through under urgency is the bill to uh, uh, put the Reserve Bank back to a single focus on fighting uh, inflation and price stability. I think that's uh, very important. We've picked that bill deliberately, firstly. And and, and may well help, but but, but that's not going to do anything in the short term, is it? That's, That's going to take months and months before the Reserve Bank starts following that mandate and has an impact. That's right. You can't do everything straight away, and uh, um, obviously Nicola Willis has indicated that there's going to be a mini-budget before Christmas, and we're going to start laying out the state of the government books uh, and start uh, getting some fiscal discipline back into the government uh, as well. Uh, and these, a lot of the things we're going to do straight away are things that uh, are necessary, uh, that the last government ran through, uh, that we disagree with, that we want to immediately say uh, and, and uh, legislate mm. to stop. So one thing, for example, is the fair pay agreements. All three parties campaigned on that. We have a mandate to uh, repeal that. We're going to do that. Uh, we are also going to stop work on stupid progr- projects like Lake Onslow, for example, um, and, and other things like that. You are also, though, uh, going to put a pause on WHO regulations to put a public interest clause in, uh, which, you know, in the first 100 days, yet, you know, you've got nothing in there on, on tax cuts. Uh, well, uh, we committed to our tax package, and you'll see um, further details about that from uh, Nicola Willis in due course. The issue with the WHO is that, um, not an expert on this, but as I understand it, something has to be lodged with um, the WHO by the 1st of December, so that's literally in a day or so's time, uh, and um, uh, that's of particular interest to New Zealand first, and so we've agreed to uh, do that very, very quickly. But there is actually a, a deadline for... Um, the, the international um, negotiations on that. Okay, here's the thing I don't quite understand the, about what we've heard over the last few days. A lot of talk about uh, economic vandalism, the state of the books, big surprises, uh, you know, really tight finances. Yet at the same time, we learn in the coalition agreement, coalition agreement that you'll be providing landlords with effectively what looks like about an extra billion dollars, at the very least a backdated tax deductibility, which we knew was coming, but we didn't know it would be at that extent. 
a billion dollars more. I mean, how can you claim that there's sort of a financial hole when you're suddenly springing a, an extra billion dollars on people? Well, Nicola Willis, as Minister of Finance, is working through uh, that, and she'll be making announcements and taking advice on that in due course. What I would say to you when it comes to interest deductibility more generally for uh, rent, residential property uh, owners and providers is that that is re- returning, um, phased in over time, by the way, but phased in over time, returning to standard tax, uh, orthodox tax principles, which is that you tax um, profit and not uh, revenue. Uh, and so we're just saying that um, interest is an expense for every other provider of a business. Interest is an expense that you can deduct. Uh, so we're going back to that for uh, landlords and the government's carve-out of landlords um, and essentially imposing new uh, taxes on them was unprincipled. And it's also had the effect of driving up rents. And it's very clear evidence. But why backdate it? That's what I, I mean, you're housing minister. I mean, I don't understand. that. That's the new bit that, that in the context of very tight books seems surprising. Well, um, Nicola Willis will be making um, further announcements about that. Okay, let's talk about infrastructure because that is your key role, really, one of the big roles. Um, you've in this hundred-day plan, you've talked about a, a new fast-tracking provision. Mm. Will this mean that in future infrastructure projects, and I'm not quite sure how big we're talking here, but potentially, obviously, big, will be decided by ministers rather than, say, the councils or the EPA or whoever else? Uh, sort of. So we've got two things going on on the RMA. Um, first is we've got to get rid of the former government's um, National Built Environment Act and Spatial Planning Act. Um, they We sought a mandate for that at the election, all three parties did, and uh, we received that mandate. Those those laws will not work. They make our laws more complicated, actually, and there's a whole lot of reasons why we want to get rid of it. So we're doing that before Christmas. In our first 100 days, that's the second thing, is in our first 100 days we will introduce a bill um, to fast-track consents and in relation to your specific question, it's a bit of both. So um, we campaigned, and so did New Zealand First actually, uh, on a uh, proposal where ministers would be able to um, essentially select projects and refer them to an expert panel. And the, basically the way it works in plain English is um, that the legislation and the ministerial decision will essentially grant the consent and then the details of the consent, like all of the nitty-gritty uh, of the actual details about the environmental effects and things, that will be worked So, so ministers will be making day. the call on big infrastructure projects around the country? Yes, that's what we campaigned on. And, and actually, um, the last government, to be fair to them, actually legislated the 13 projects um, almost directly during the COVID process. So there is precedent for this already. Sure. We're just going to make it a more expansionary... Will the public uh, still have plenty of opportunity to have a say? Will people be able to make objections? Will there be safeguards for the environment? Uh, yes, in relation to all of that, um, but uh, we are one of the reasons why we want to do this is that we are keen to avoid long, multi-year planning processes and consent hearings um, that don't actually end up in a with finality or certainty for people. Sometimes the feedback I've had from industry and, and actually environmental groups too is sometimes uh, people just want to know what the answer is. They'd rather know the answer is no. Um, in a year, um, they have to wait 10 years to find out the answer. Okay. The other aspect is the the new fund, the, uh, what are we calling it now, the um, Regional Infrastructure Fund, which is similar to the Provincial Growth Fund. How how will decisions be made for that? Will Shane Jones, for example, be part of the decision-making? So we're taking advice on that, and um, Minister Jones and I uh, will be making um, announcements about that, but... um, 
yet to be determined exactly how it will work, but there's a $1.2 billion uh, capital funding commitment uh, over the three years uh, to regional infrastructure projects. And, is, that, uh, is that a slush fund? Uh, no, um, we'll, we'll be setting it up in a way that uh, is it's administered well and diligently, and um, we're also setting because up... Because I've got to raise this, well. because you called the Provincial Growth Fund when you said uh, the PGF was Labour's reward to New Zealand First for supporting the coalition. The result is a slush fund that lacks transparency and is being treated by New Zealand First as a campaign chest for 2020. You also said the PGF is a giant waste of money. It's a great time to be a bureaucrat in Wellington, but if you're in the regions where jobs are needed, you're out of luck. Well, there were there were definitely issues with the former provincial growth fund, and I think Minister Jones would uh, accept that uh, as well. I don't want to speak for him, but uh, I I think he would he would accept that as well. Uh, we're interested in setting up a regional infrastructure fund, uh, and actually one of the things the good things the provincial growth fund did was um, spend capital money in the regions on projects that would perhaps otherwise have missed out on funding. But you're telling uh, us just fine. You're telling us that it's not <laughs> that it's different somehow. I mean. Are we supposed to believe that it's going to be different and it's going to be administered it's going to be different? different and you, it's going to be different, and you'll see in due course exactly why, Corrid. It's literally day three. So uh, let's just get our feet under the desk and get started on that, but we're going to uh, make that different. It's going to be a great fun. I'm looking forward to working with Shane Jones on it. All right, very good. That is the, uh, well, the Infrastructure Minister, the Housing Minister, and the Minister, uh, well, the Leader of the House, Chris Bishop.